Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning, everybody. My name is Layla, and you're listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're so glad you could join us this morning. Um, before we get into the Word, I'd like to take a moment and pray. God, we thank you for today, and we thank you for your mercy and your forgiveness, Lord. We thank you for your kindness and your compassion. We thank you for our partners and our listeners, Lord, your blessings upon them, Lord, um, your covering blood that keeps the enemy out, Lord. We thank you for the time today that we get to learn more about you, Lord, and to hear your wisdom and your knowledge and your revelation, Lord. And Lord, we just thank you for all that you're doing for our country, Lord, and all the countries around the world. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We are glad to have you with us as we continue our discussion of the Word and study in the book of Acts together. As we get into the Word, um, I would just recommend that if it's your first time joining us as we're going to study Acts 13, verses 1 through 12, that you would pause the episode here and give yourself time to read through that section of Scripture in order to follow along with the discussion. Amen? Amen. Mm -hmm. And now, we are going to open the floor, as is our custom, and give each of you the opportunity to share what the Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you, and to ask any questions that you may have. So, who would like to begin? I will. All right, promise? Okay, so first, Lord, brought to my attention, um, inside of first, yeah, first one where it said, where it was talking about Manian and how he had brought he had been brought up with Herod, and I believe that the Herod that he was brought up with the same Herod that got um killed in the previous chapter. And how, if you look at it, it said that he was brought up with him, which means that they're both inside the same household. And how Manane had a different outcome than Herod, and that he turned, and and although they had a, both had the same upbringing, one turned and was a Christian, the other one, well, did not, and was not a Christian. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So what does that correlate to for you? What does that what does that equate to? What does that mean to you, sweetheart? That doesn't matter who where you're brought up, but all all that matters um what you do with the opportunity. Amen. Wow, okay. Mm-hmm. Anything else, darling? Yes. And uh, oh, one second. I someone else go. I look for um. I had seen this in the previous previously, but I'm trying to look for it. Okay. Okay. Anyone else? 
Or you got something on your hand? I do. I just wanted to, you know, uh, speak on what he said initially that two people can come up in the same household. Mm-hmm. And while they were in the same household, we don't know what Manian's um, role was. Was he a servant brought up there? Um, a slave, something of that nature, or was he of the royal court? But when you're brought up as, you know, or in preparation for being a king, it's different, even though you're in the same household. But even still, um, each person receives from the Lord based on their own works, based on their own relationship with him and the decisions that they make in their life. And there's no group standard before God and, and the way that when we stand before him to receive reward or judgment or any of those things it's based on what did he tell you and the opportunities that he presented you with do you have something you want to say darling uh the note i have um in my bible talks about how menean um was a foster brother of herod antipas uh, the one who murdered john the baptist um essentially was nursed jointly with herod and when Herod became king, uh, Herod sent for him to help him uh, at his court. Okay, so somewhat of a peer, but not still not quite the same. Exactly. You know, even if you're the, the quote-unquote crown prince, if you're the one that's next in line, you still have a, a somewhat different um, respect and upbringing and privilege than, you know, any of the other royal court. And that that it is what it is. But again, um, I just want to read to you uh, Revelation 20, just to understand this, this concept of what we do before the Lord is what the Lord will look at concerning us is what he will judge and what decisions we make before God are the ones that he will look at with us. It's a verse 11. It says, then I saw a great white throne and him who sat on it from the, whose face, the earth and the heaven fled away. And there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead small and great standing before God and books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. So just understanding that and Yes, that's the great white throne judgment, but that also speaks to God's character and his nature. Mm-hmm. And and the Apostle Paul writes about it several times um, about our works being tested by fire to see whether they will remain, whether they're of God or not. And whatever remains, then we'll receive a wor- reward from the mm-hmm. Lord from. But if it does not remain, it will just will just suffer loss. So he was also um counseling people to be careful how they build on the foundation of Christ. Don't start building stuff that's not of God because it won't remain. And then you put yourself in in a little bit of extra judgments way of doing things and teaching others to do things that do not coincide or agree with what God has said. They do not follow and align with the standard that the, um, the Lord has already set. So just each person has their own opportunity to receive the Lord or to deny him. And mm-hmm. the what we read in Revelation 20, the small and great. So whether you think you are the most important person in the world or you think you're the least important person in the world, it doesn't matter. Everyone will have that same appearing before him. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not about how you view yourself. Mm-hmm. Or either. how anybody else views you other than exactly. God. Exactly. Uh, I mean, look at the children of Israel in the wilderness, right? I mean, 
going into or looking, examining, spying out the land. And we were like grasshoppers in their sight, right? Well, they said in our own sight. In, in their own then, sight, but then they're, yes. So, so we were in their sight because they deemed themselves insignificant and incapable. They figured or assumed that everyone else felt that way when we heard from Rahab later on. That their hearts had already melted within them. They were just waiting. They already knew that they had been given over and the place, the land had been given over. So it's not about what we think or how we perceive a thing. It's about how the Lord perceives it. And he is the discerner of the thoughts and intentions of the heart. That's why two people can be right next to each other. And as we were just talking here, you have Herod and you have uh, Menaeus, right? But you see that there's a difference long-term outcome wise, right? Yes. You see, you, we just read about what happened with Herod, but then we also are reading now about what happened with someone that was part of the court. Instead of hardening his heart to the Lord, there was clearly a softening, right? Yes. So I, I say that to encourage you, to encourage us all to soften our heart before the Lord, to submit to him, to allow God to be your God and you to be his people. Mm-hmm. Amen. Um, both Matthew and Luke have an account of when the Lord returns and there'll be two people doing roughly the same task mm-hmm. and one will be taken away and gathered to the Lord and one that will not be taken. Um, so, but this this situation, I think that's really interesting that you brought this up, Promise, that you could conclude that Manian saw what happened to Herod. And he said, oh, Lord, you know, and ran towards Jesus and repented versus what we saw with Nebuchadnezzar and his son saw his mm-hmm. dad basically living like a beast for seven years, eating grass, a crazy man looking like a bird. Um, wild animal bird out in the yard and everybody just watched him, knew exactly who he was and everything else. But yet Nebuchadnezzar's son, even though he witnessed all this and knew why the things happened and his dad wrote a royal decree concerning it, like I'm in my right mind, hey, y'all don't do this. um, He still decided to rebel against God and not only rebel against him, but to sin even greater against God than what his dad did. So you can see like when we have the example of the word of God set before us and we look at it as though we are looking in a mirror, it's important that we see it accurately and we behold those things and go, well, Lord, if that could happen to them, who am I to think I will have more grace or more leniency when I've had the opportunity to witness what happened to someone else? There's a a greater accountability where the first person that goes or like the oldest child that experiences it, there's a little bit of Mm -hmm. ignorance that happens. And if it was so, um, if it was dealt with so specifically, then me having witnessed and understanding what's happening behind the scenes, how do I think I'll escape? And and the apostle Paul references that concerning us as we view the children of Israel, if they were cut off being the natural vine, who do you think you are? The natural branch. I mean, Jesus is the vine. If they're natural branches and they were cut off, you who are grafted in, how dare you think that you can have mm-hmm. more opportunity to sin and you'll get away and you won't be judged um, according to the, the Lord's judgment. Amen. And 
And there's another important thing what you, you brought up, and as we read this, about Manin, right? Where is he listed? What is he doing? He's among teachers and prophets. Exactly. Certain prophets and teachers. He wasn't excluded. He wasn't disqualified as a result of various groups and courts and whatever else he had done previously in life, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. He was part of the group and he was participating fasting alongside them as they right he was included in this group that fasted and ministered to the lord hmm. right yes. it further proves and shows the nature and character of our lord and savior how he says he's no respecter of persons goes back to what we we're saying what we do before the lord is what we'll be judged on what are we doing before the lord Amen. In this case, they were ministering to the Lord. It Amen. wasn't being held against him and counted against him. I was brought under the blood. Menaeus was a new creation, right? Yes. Menaean. Menaean, excuse me. Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I said Menaeus. But then that also, we were talking about how we know God's character and mm-hmm. that if Herod, going back to chapter 12, if this was the um, consequence of what he did, we knew that because of God's character, he came and knocked on the door of his heart and he spoke with him. But now the note that you have in your Bible connecting the two and that he was sent there to help, we know who our God is. And God doesn't just keep silent. He knocks. Holy Spirit prompts us. He guides us. He says, hey, and he tries to correct us when our behavior is such that will lead to spiritual death and physical death for us. He always tries to help. And he's not a respecter of persons. He was um, there going, hey, don't do that. Don't try to take the glory. Honor honor God. You know what I mean? Like um, the same thing we referenced, we connected that with Pharaoh mm-hmm. from, from back in Exodus. But just knowing that there was someone in his household that was deemed a teacher and a prophet of the Lord, that's not a title that you come by as, as a new convert. Exactly. Right? That's not a... Uh, I was just trying to get to the walking them through. Like, he started off as a new creation, right? When we come to Christ, we are new creations. But he didn't remain there. He matured. He grew well, up in the course, faith. Of course, my love. But I'm just saying, like, the if he was at that, that place in the Lord that he was regarded as a teacher and a prophet, mm-hmm. then that means that he probably shared the gospel with Herod. And was that voice that the Lord was using within his household to give correction and to give warning. That's what I was more referencing. And not that he was just a fresh babe in in the gospel, right? Because as a yes. fresh babe, you're not prepared yet to be a teacher or a prophet. Even though the Lord may have that in your destiny, you're not quite ready yet for that. So I'm saying the fact that they titled him as such and grouped him with, with Barnabas and others that were a more mature um, standing in the Lord, more mature time in Christ, then that meant he had a note of maturity as well, right? Mm-hmm. Amen. Yes. So just looking at that and going, we know our God doesn't just sit silently by and watch people go to hell. He comes and he gives opportunity for people to receive Christ because he said he would do that. So then we can, even though it's not specifically stated because we know who our God is, we know these things had to have happened and now we see a connection point for it. That was what I was getting at. I'm sorry about that. No, no, that's that's a, a good point. Um, but it also, to just to add on to it, right? The Lord confirms his word, always. He's faithful to uphold it. You, you brought about, I'll, I'll say, 
the pattern and the process that Paul describes later, right? If you see your brother in error, and Jesus addressed this in, in the Gospels, right? Mm-hmm. If your brother sins against you, go to him, right? Point out his fault and, and restore him, right? And if he doesn't listen, bring a, bring a friend, right? Yes. Another brother to weigh out every matter. Paul talks about that in, um, in Scripture, and Jesus talked about that same thing, right? Uh, Paul talks about it in a slightly different manner, where but he's getting at the same core thing that the Lord was, right? Which is, hey, if there's an error, go to him, point out the, the fault and the flaw, right? To, re- to restore him, not to condemn him, but to restore him, right? Yeah. If he doesn't listen, bring a friend. And then lastly, well, Paul says, bring it to the elders of the church, right? Yes. Well, let's look at what the Lord did. So there's Manan, right? We also know that John the Baptist was sent. Why? Because he was beheaded. So the Lord knocks on the door himself, sends his Holy Spirit to speak to us. And then two people were sent. And now, or in the previous chapter, right, the Lord just dealt with Herod directly. Yes? Yes. Yes. Refusal to, to turn, to repent, to listen. But the Lord does that process has done that process first for everyone. I'm not saying you only get three three chances out of three strikes and you're out. So for the Lord to determine, mm-hmm. right? So yes. I just want to say that to, to clarify, right? Right. The Lord knows when we have, I'll say, exceeded the measure of grace given to us. Mm-hmm. When we have hardened our hearts so much and to a point that he knows when we have determined in our hearts that we will never turn to him. Mm-hmm. And he knows, like, so when sin is not brought under the blood of Jesus, we, we talked about before that metric of sin, that sin manometer, if you will, if we could think of it like that, that sin manometer continues to build. And when it reaches its fullness, when it reaches that, that tipping point, then it releases the death that is due. Now, the Lord is the only one who knows the links and the breadth of that. And mm-hmm. But he told us to come under the blood of Jesus so that our sin is washed away and it doesn't have a chance to build. That manometer never has a chance to to fill up. We don't want any sin on there. Um, and just for a point of reference, um, 1 Corinthians chapter 3 is where we were talking about building on the foundation and it being um, tested by fire. You can go Amen. back and read that um, yourself. And then we talked about Revelation chapter 20 as well. So it's important that you spend time in the word. It's important that you go and read for yourself and connect the scriptures. Yes, the Holy Spirit is speaking to you and ministering to you as we are ministering to you today and and connect it with the written word of God. That's important that you have both foundations. You need the spoken and written word, written word and spoken word because both are God, right? Jesus is the word. Jesus mm-hmm. is the word and the words that he speaks to us, they are what? Life. Life and spirit. They are spirit and they are life. They are everything that we are, everything that we have and what we need, and everything we're going to be is contained in him and in what he says to us. And the power and ability, and by power I don't mean like dominating someone else, but the ability, the dunamis, what we need to be able to get there, that spark, that fire, that carrying comes from his word. And if you don't know what his word says, then you have nothing to test the standard by of what you're hearing, right? And you have nothing yes. to 
help keep yourself focused and on target. We are natural people. We have natural bodies is what I mean by that. And the Lord gave us our eyes and our ears so we can fill them up with the word of God. Okay? Yes, yes. All right. All right. Well, let's stop there for today. And um, with that, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, promise? Lord, just thank you for today, and just thank you for giving us multiple chances, Lord, and just making word that you send multiple people, Lord, so that we know what's up, Lord. And Lord, I also just thank you for correcting us, Lord, so that we don't go the wrong way, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And amen. Well, we love you, God bless you, and have a wonderful day. We hope you've enjoyed listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. This year, Pastor John and I are believing for 1,000 new partners to believe God with us and join in the work of the ministry. God is doing great things through A Day of Prayer, and we want you to be a part. If the Lord has placed on your heart to partner with us, please contact us online at adayofprayer.org. Click on the menu and select Partner. Complete the form, and we'd love to hear from you. Thank you again. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.